If you have a problem with the people in government, like I said, you have the power to vote them out. Or to at least try and vote them out, anyway. Whereas with Jeff Bezos, if you have a problem with him, you're just going to continue to sit there on your phone on Twitter and you'll continue to rake in his millions. Sorry, billions. What would you guys do with that money? If you had that money? Billions. Yeah, billions. Property, philanthropy. No, I mean, you have the money now. Like, you're not working towards it. Like, you just have it. Yeah, I would still try and invest it, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would probably start up an organisation, some sort of philanthropy work, and different... Probably put my, like, fingers in different pies, essentially. Just go into different types of philanthropy, like, helping Black Lives Matter, because that's still a relevant movement. Um, You know, education is a big, big thing in across the world, in fact, but obviously he's American, so education is a big thing in America, too, especially because it's so much more expensive in the UK. Um, healthcare, healthcare is a big thing too. I'll just put it in things where it's clearly an issue. Like the government aren't able to fund efficiently anyway. Healthcare, they're not officially able to fund education. So those are the things I would look to work closely with the government to kind of fund. Um, instead of focusing on futile issues like Mark Zuckerberg's in court right now trying to buy an island just to buy an island. Swear. Yeah. Um. Doesn't I, Richard Branson own an island? Yeah, so oh, stuff so like he's, that. I know, right? but it, it's like, it's stupid if like he's trying to get the people off the island so that he can own it. Oh. I didn't really look into it much. I just yeah, saw the um, headline in the article. But stuff like that, it's like, I in my head, I think those things are so futile and trivial. Like, should you not be using your money to either... Like, I'm sure they invest for sure because, you know, that's how they're continuously, like, increasing their fund. But... I would invest it in stuff like I remember when I was young I used to watch this program where this guy I, would I, build I this, so yeah 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 I used to watch this program when I was younger this guy would build houses for ex-military um soldiers and things like that that have come out the, the war but are like they've either lost a leg or an arm or whatever which means like they can't go out and get a job and obviously they have families and things so they can't like actually fund a proper house so we used to build houses for them and just like like I think it was like 50 to 100 pound a week like rent sort of minus so that they can at least still like figure things out get back on their feet without having to exhaust all their funds on mortgages and stuff like that so I would probably do stuff like that I would just do a lot of philanthropy work because it's like you're touching on the wealth of like I don't know the monarchs and that's all they do pretty much yeah I'd love to say I'd uh be a big philanthropist, but um, honestly, you can't even say the word. This <laughs> 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 hey, it doesn't come as easy as billions, but um, it's a lot easier to say you can throw money at a problem, but they can't really be fixed like that. Like uh, I saw on Twitter quite a lot in the past couple of days because of the whole Jeff Bezos claim bid in, in like twenty four hours, yeah, that he could end world hunger tomorrow. And I just assumed that was true because he's got money. That's a stretch. But it's, from what I've seen from a couple of articles I've read just now, it seems pretty impossible that he could end world hunger, even with the billions that he does have. Uh, I'm pretty sure he could help a country out. I think it's just, it that's the thing. You have to think of, you have to think of solutions that are sustainable. There we go. You yeah. can't think of temporary solutions. So when people say end world hunger, okay, you can buy everybody food for the day but they'll still go hungry in a week or two. So yeah. it's like, you have to think of those regions, their resources. A lot of these places have limited electricity, have limited clean water, things like that. So then you start to think of ways to combat that and not trying to just 
think of a temporary solution. Exactly. Like he, Jeff Bezos' net worth um, is 183.3 billion US dollars. Let's assume he can make that uh, liquid cash right now. Uh, according to uh, globalgiving.org on how much it would cost to end world hunger, it'd be between 7 billion and 235 billion dollars a year for a few years to end world hunger. Okay. He doesn't have enough money to, let's say, let's put it at the extreme end and say 235 billion a year. He doesn't have enough money to do it for a year. However, people will talk, say their, say their own part on No, because I, I feel like, obviously, I didn't know the ins and outs of um, ending world hunger. Yeah. But I feel like when you say end world hunger, people take it as face value as ending hunger. But they don't really know what goes into ending hunger. Like, we've all seen the adverts where they help people build wells, but there's a reason why they're still helping people build wells because long-term, that's... Well, not just wells, but helping people build and fix communities because that's how, for that community that's in that struggle, for them, you've put them on their feet and now I can move on to the next one. And so you know they're good now and that's the only way you can move forward instead of saying, I, like Raki said, you know, here's your food and then they'll be hungry again. Like, you're not... You can't give the man the fish. You have to teach him how to fish so he can always keep eating. Doing so himself. Yeah. yeah. Personally, if I actually had the money, the only thing that I would genuinely want to do is put money into Nigeria. Where? <laughs> Education. Because we need it. No, I can't lie. That's actually smart. Honestly, no, Nigeria is finished. No, Nigeria's no, finished. no. no, no because this is the do thing, though. No, no. Nigeria has... Even, even though he's capping. Bro, Nigeria has why are you bare, saying that? I love Nigeria. Nigeria has bare natural resources. Huh. It's just people's greed there and political go. problems but at the same time look at china they have political problems but they've still managed to grow their no, that's because their leader yes. knows what they're doing no 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 fair enough beforehand one of their leaders was mad and then when he died they killed his family and and however <laughs> i can't remember his name i learned about in global econ but like china still have their political issues till this day they do but look at how they organize the people like they have one strict leader that points and everyone moves that direction and sure there's corruption they could there's cor- china's i don't want to say anything negative about china is that my problem? but even no. still though even still though with china their growth their growth is stunted anyway because i think they've peaked but somewhere like nigeria and a lot of places in africa they do have natural resources and they do have the resources to grow it's just that like for instance there's a reason why china's trying to buy a lot of nigeria right now Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of natural resources there it's just an issue of like you know sustaining their wealth and then political issues that and you know greed and whatnot but i do think taking businesses to nigeria and making them grow because the thing is nigeria isn't the type of place where they allow like mainstream places to develop well they're all about like more one of a kind original Nigerian places. Like I know McDonald's went there, I think, and they flopped. They did flop. Someone went there and they flopped. Like, badly. Right yeah. So I think that is a good idea. Seeing someone that and wait, were you born in Nigeria? I wasn't, no. Okay, that could be oh, an issue. Um just yeah, they, for they a second. Just to clarify, when I laughed, I laughed for what Lucky mentioned just now in that I don't doubt Africa's potential, first of all. It's the people and the corruption that will make that idea fall apart, fam. Like, countless times I've heard stories about people wanting to build homes in African countries, giving money to people, going there to see how far the progress is, and one brick has been laid and the money's gone. And that's when you said, I want to put money into Nigeria. Yes, you take the money there, 
But you need to find people that you can trust. There we go. And that's the issue. Like, people that you can trust. How many of those people can you trust to use that money correctly and actually care about growing people? Because, like, the money's the easy part. It's the people that are the problem. There you go. If anything... The... Uh, and also to mention, um, I can't find the article, the, the article right now, but there was um, a thing I saw last year about investing in Ghana where a few influencers were going to Ghana and... Um, buying a property and making hotels here and there. Uh, I'm trying to see the progress of that right now, but carry on. Um, I was just going to say that I feel like it's quite a tangent, but I feel like Africa's stuck in a rut where unless we have a situation where it's a one-party community, like like China, uh, where you can get, where you can have one goal and focus no, on that goal. Japan. Japan's a better example. How's Japan structured? Japan's better than China for sure. They have more balance, and they've been growing like steadily for a while since like even before the nineties. It's just that everyone focuses on China because China is a like revelation sort of thing because it happens so quickly and it's such a short amount of time. But you also have to remember now China's at a point where they're not even utilizing their natural resources. They import their rice from America. I think it was. Did I read America? Yeah, they, I think they import their rice from America. Yes, they utilized um technologies and infrastructure because that's important. And mm. that and no one can argue that their people are educated because a lot of them, you know, fly to the UK and whatnot to get that education. But China's at the point now where they're trying to develop ahead of their time and it's now becoming a problem because they're no longer utilizing their natural resources, and that is one of the most crucial things for economic growth. Um, so Africa's in a bit of a rut, that's what we uh, yeah, it was. It is, and oh, the problem like you mentioned it's Japan. Yeah, exactly. That's my problem. You mentioned Japan, and the toughest, the toughest period that I would say Japan has been through, has been just after World War Two, and then recovering from the war, and you know, just not just yeah, economically. The, about it, the only reason why the UK recovered from the war is because. Of the property market. Yeah, but we're not in the same situation. Like, Japan, the UK, we're not in the same situation as Africa. We were colonised. We were, first of all, we're held back just on the fact that we didn't make the same strides that Japan, UK, the West did in general because they, the West brought their inventions over to America, then they brought it over to Asia. Asia that was already making, already had their own inventions, but they brought some of their own inventions over to Asia, like the gun and gun, well, guns. I don't know, actually, the Chinese did have guns already, but more advanced guns anyway but Africa we we were, we didn't have guns we had we had spears we had bows okay then we lost colonized were underneath the foot of the British so we don't have and fr- Spanish and Spanish and, and, and the French yeah the French some Belgians as well yeah. the gold rush for Africa basically. there we go yeah and mm-hmm. we we have our freedom stripped away at that point we are followers and we are we're following one leadership yeah and that could be whoever the colonial governor for that region was. But uh, now that we, we've gained our freedom, well, when we did gain our freedom in the 60s, 50s and 60s, mm. the issue is now is that people, the people of, our, of most of the people of the African countries, they weren't interested in setting up countries that will function forever. 
that will continue to just get about over time. I feel like we were caught up in the excitement because I know for Zimbabwe, even say it's excitement, fam. I would say I'll say Zimbabwe especially it ran it ran best while it was under the control of white people. Easily, this is this is from my father because he was alive to actually see it. Mm-hmm. See that he saw the transition from white people leaving to where Zim is now. Well, I can only really imagine the uh, what's the our pain dollar? Is in, fam. <laughs> The Zimbabwe dollar, what's the latest update? How many zeros have been added on? <laughs> you can't even keep track anymore. Oh. Oh. I, thought, I thought the more numbers, the better I was doing. Are you getting a number? Like it's not. Oh, sure. I really need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you lost currency against the pound? Yep. I assume. Oh, lol. Mara. <laughs> Mara ain't doing too well either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame because it's the a, Naira was valued and this is what pisses me off. Well, there was once a time where it matched the pound. Yeah, the Naira matched the pound. So did the Zim dollar. Wait, pause. But I think, every, pause. No, I think most, current, most currencies did. There was once a time where the Argentinian pesos was the was that like standard. So there has been a time in history for most. No, but countries. the difference is like, I, fair enough, like the Argentine peso, maybe it was at one time, but when you look at like Nigeria was a British colony. So when Britain was still... Uh, colonial leaders yeah they had British industry and British businesses in Nigeria yeah I think Google has removed your currency imagine Jesus Christ wait sorry imagine it's fluctuating that much about about the whole currency I'm just have to go on a different website so he saw the transition between white people controlling the country and them leaving yeah and from what he said when Mugabe kicked out the white people they were the ones who were the main um, farmers and they led agricultural activities in that country so when white people left they didn't pass those agricultural skills to the black people Mm. and that's what the country relied on so now you have a lot of black people untrained that just own farmland that's the issue though and now people are just meant to do shit with that and that's where we fucked up but you can learn the thing is you can learn we We we, kicked out the people that no 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 yeah but wait this is i I hate this this isn't it's not not really an excuse yeah it's not really an excuse yeah Bro, no, if but I take the teacher out of the classroom and tell the students to do the lesson, what? Okay, I'm not saying the students... They can learn. I'm what? not saying the students will get off to the same efficiency and productivity of their teachers straight away. Mm-hmm. But you're going to tell me that the... What? Is, what? Start happening in the 60s. It's 2020 now. You're going to tell me a good 60 years of, of, of time isn't enough for Africa to know how to use its resources, how to farm land properly. It's Are we a joke? That, it's not just that. Because I think I've explained our previous an episode where mm-hmm. you need to educate the people you need infrastructure you need other things that add to the resources you need to utilize your resources and when, to make it work for you and when all those things are going downhill where do you find the time and for that, one you've got individual thing issues. that's the that's, that's the problem with poor, sucks, so. healthcare is poor like in comparison to a lot of these places life expectancy is poor um your your people aren't educated your systems aren't working for you. Your resources are barely making it out the place. If they are making it out, it's it's not in a beneficial manner. Like, your export is very poor. You're not really importing much. Like, when you think about it, places within Africa, not all places, but a lot of the, place, a lot of the countries within Africa are stunting their growth because they have greedy politicians mm-hmm. who are then stopping people from receiving the educa- education they need. Even when you consider the wealth, wealthy people in those places, they technically aren't we- as wealthy in comparison to a developed country. 
Mm-hmm. Like the well, like the wealthiest people in a lot of these African countries cannot compare to the wealth of the Western world, essentially, which is an issue, which is why their development, although steady, isn't great. And then they're still pet, they're still paying for, you know, when they were colonized. Have you fully flushed out your idea of um? Well, just your what will you do with that money in terms of putting it into education? I wouldn't put it. I take it back. I wouldn't put it into education. Oh, so you you? It'd be a waste of time. It'd be a waste of time. I put it into infrastructure. I wouldn't even put it into into infrastructure. Would you put it into the country? I wouldn't put it. No, wait. I'll tell you this. You guys have changed my mind. I'm not putting money into Africa or any African country. Personally, I don't feel like no, we're gonna get better. The thing. They are getting there. You oh, have, you can't. This is the thing. There. You can't compare getting yourself there. to the likes of China. It's Nigeria getting Dubai, there. It's Nigeria getting there. You can't compare yourself. Okay, to I won't compare myself to those countries. It's Nigeria because getting there. Tell me honestly. Yes, Nigeria. they are getting. And when there. when will we be there? A hundred years, probably. <laughs> it will be a very years. very let's low growth. It's a slow growth, but I'd rather have a slow growth than so a super high incline. And then a super quick. I'm not asking for a super high incline. I'm asking for the likes of China and Dubai. Dubai is built on slavery. Okay, okay, wait. We're lucky. I'm not asking for a super high incline. Yes, that's crazy. I agree with you. That's crazy, and it's not sustainable. No one best come for me, or them people claiming they're from Dubai, but they're not. My my problem is, and what I want with Nigeria specifically and other African countries, because my brothers, what I want is a goal, a unite, a common goal. In all aspects of the government. What kind of utopia are you living in? No, wait, no, stop, no, stop, no, stop. Here's the, here's the problem. Is that a common goal. A common, no, wait, it's, it's actually not that hard. It's, it's pretty difficult when you have a democratic government. I say democratic within, with uh, quotations. quotations, because who knows how those those elections are run and whether they're actually democratic. You know, there's uh, there was millions of votes that were fraudulent. In oh, previous yeah, elections, election. so <laughs> <laughs> we can't base too much on that. But if you just had one man that was leading the country, for example, and then let's see, he was a good man. He wasn't a Mugabe, yeah. Was it good luck, Jonathan? Good luck, Jonathan. As well, he was. <laughs> oh a, my was, god, <laughs> that guy ran away with good millions. Luck was <laughs> tragic. Imagine that he got. Violated. I'm pretty sure the elections were fixed when he got voted in as well. <laughs> he was the banter of my people. Man. Oh, oh really? Jokes. Imagine they were bantering. Good luck, Jonathan. It's a joke. That's what my dad used to be today. Just like good luck to our people. Good luck. <laughs> It's terrible. Like imagine, imagine if he was actually a good person, that cared about the country. He wouldn't just keep the wealth to himself. He'd wanna, he wanna help the people. It's, it's a shame. Sightedness, man. It is short sightedness. It's killing our people. It, it has killed. It's just greed, corruption, and greed. Because this is the thing. There's corruption and greed everywhere. But at least people are more discreet with it. Yeah. Like the the more developed world is more discreet with their corruption and greed. Like our government is heavily corrupted. But, you know, they're discreet with it to the point where the people don't notice too much. Whereas in a lot of these places like Nigeria, for instance, they'll just rob the entire country, no shame. And they'll just dip and no one will hold them accountable. Now, what Rilake is saying is exactly what my uncle was saying with the addition of, um, he said, like, as, as we were driving the car, I was like, you know, America is just as corrupt as Africa, but you don't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's because when the white man destroys, he also builds. But when the black man destroys, that's it. Like, he just destroys, <laughs> period. Like, there's no building. And that's just to highlight that the short-sightedness of, like, people like Good Luck Jonathan that just take the money and then fuck everyone else because, hey, it's just me. 
and the foresight of white people, even in slavery and racism, like they built, they said, cool, we'll let them not be slaves, but here's how we're going to stop them. Here's how we're going to use them to build ourselves up and put ourselves where we are now. Like they, like maybe that wasn't the intention, but their actions innately put them in a good position. And there was, if their innate actions were just to be like, all right, fuck everyone, we got our shit, fuck the slaves, kill them off or send them off, they probably wouldn't be as developed as they are now because even after slavery, they still benefited a lot of black people because of where they kept them. Honestly, I would, I don't see Nigeria, you can say we're getting better, but I don't see us getting better at a good enough rate with a common goal. But what rate would you compare it to? Like, what kind of rate would you want to see in comparison to another country? Personally, I'd want to see a Germany of from 1930s onwards. Can you detail that, please? That was a Germany under Hitler. At the, no, no. As, wait, as bad as he was, wait, let me finish. That's, I'm going to talk about the stuff. You know they got the cannon. Listen, listen, listen. That was a Germany under Hitler where he identified the problems of the country, which was high unemployment mm-hmm. after the First World War and the, all the reparations they had to pay. Um, started huge infrastructure um, pro, uh, programs. Um, started building uh, these super highways called autobahns, which uh, decreased unemployment. And then they had the, they host, they ended up hosting the Olympics in thirty six, which again reduced unemployment. Let's not forget this guy said let's print more money. That's true. Which caused an inflation in the Okay, but what I'm also what I'm but what but what I'm what I'm trying to allude to what and the bits I wanna take, not that I want him to be the person I'm really trying to be like or want Nigeria Nigerian leaders to be like. But I just want a goal. I want them to identify that the roads in Nigeria suck. They're poor. Yeah, but pavement they, still, pavement they, road, they how are. can you tell? No, but no, they no, no, fixed it in some places. Some like places. They fixed it in important places. That's not like... It's not even all the important places. Some, sure. some places in Lagos There's are still dead. Abuja still, you know... Thank you. And that's and that's the capital. Yeah. That's what I mean. They fix it in like places like where the president might go. Okay, they funding got caught. Let's places. move forwards. Funding got caught. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Imagine that. that. You think it got caught or they stole it? It's the same thing. No, it's poor. It's poor. All it is, it's not hard to employ your people, yeah, when you can get them working on the fields, get them building um, it, um, and building and development infrastructure, and then taking it from that point. Education is another big point. Actually getting qualified teachers with rules, laws that they have to follow. I mean, I don't think beating should still be a thing in schools, but it is um, in Nigeria. But this is the thing, those types of places cannot use the same model of the Western world, well, a lot of these Western places, because it it won't work for them. They're not in the same position. They're not in the same position as Germany was, and Germany had a war to help them. That's true, um, but I don't want to develop like the Western world. I want to do it better than them. They had to. They they profited off of other people's misery. What it takes, it takes companies, Fortune five hundred companies, to go to Nigeria and build the economy that way. You know, circulation of money. It goes obviously. It, granted, the government isn't corrupt. Some of it goes to the government. That's the government a big. Then, that's a big. Yeah, one. that's a big one. But big if one. the government then isn't corrupt or as corrupt as it has been in the past, they can then reinvest that into school education, healthcare, infrastructure, and then that, that's how it will grow. 
businesses is the key for the circulation of money because in that type of place, where else are they going to get their funds from? Hmm. That's true. Africa's having this. Uh, oh, and property as well. You need to increase the value of the property market because that's always beneficial for getting in money to circulate. Sure. I would return to Nigeria today if they would make me a leader. If they would make you No, but they leader. have that rule in Nigeria where you have to have said and it's like it's not the military, it's something similar to it for like two years. Yeah, you've had to have basically served the country for like two years in order for you to be in a political position. So someone was telling me about served it. for two years, so otherwise turned a blind eye to corruption <laughs> for those two years of membership. Disgust of membership. <laughs> 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 the blind eye. <laughs> Honestly, I would go back if they would make me leader and they would listen to what I said. Obviously, I would employ the... I think they're um, more likely to listen to the uh, international students who was born there, yeah. schooled here, yeah. and back. I feel like the way you talk as well, because that's how Africans... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, I'd be mocked. Big, I'm always mocked. I'm always mocked. Yeah. They'll just see you as a pound sign. They'll just see a down. Ah. I'm a pound sign. Let, let me be a pound sign then. Let me be a pound sign then. Nah, I I rather, like, oh, in terms of um, going back, a lot of people like romanticize the idea of going I would not back go to back. Africa. What am I doing? Exactly. My parents came from Nigeria, came here to offer me a good education. Just so I'd take my good back. education to go back. And try and yes, I'll be the rich one there, but let's be honest, we're all going to send our children abroad to ed- to school. No, but there yeah. are some people, I know that a lot of, quite a lot of American people are now going back to... And they didn't even originate because from. those are the people that have been scorned by their quote unquote there we American go. dream. There we go. No, but it's the American, American dream, dream is fake. A lot of Nigerians went to America with their dream of a better life. They got scorned. They got slapped on the bum. I'll tell you this now. And they left. I'll be. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. I'd rather be oppressed <laughs> in America today than living free in Nigeria. You sound silly. No, you confused? I confused. I confused. I confused. How poor some people will become in that that America. And yeah. it will be at the point where and you're living lavish life in Nigeria. Yeah. Loving life. Because they can't afford education. <laughs> yes. They can't afford the healthcare. Okay. They they probably in one one bedroom apartment. Whilst the father's the only one that is able to. Work I have a question for you. Because the mother probably doesn't have a. I have a question for you. The public school education that you get in Nigeria. Where does it stand in relation to public school education in America? That's free, by the way. The no, public school education honest, in America. Most of them are in private school. If you let's let's take a realistic scenario. Realistic. If I live in Nigeria and I have this American dream, I probably have a house help. I probably have you know a cook. Okay. I probably have a driver. Okay, fair enough. Then why would you want to be a person? All these other things. But because of that American dream that I've been sold through TV, through media, etc., I now carry myself with my funds and go to America, say with my children or whatever it may be. Yeah. I'm the only one that can work now, or my husband's the only one that can work now. We're all living in this one bedroom flat. They haven't started school yet. Healthcare, probably only one of them can afford it because probably only one of their children were born in Nigeria, not all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're now struggling when you had a better life in Nigeria, but there's a lot of Nigerians that will go and take themselves to do that okay, because question. they have this American dream in their head. And I see that. It and makes more sense to come to the UK I, where healthcare is free, there we go. education is free, job opportunities are there and surplus. You sound like And you're more likely to get somewhere to live that's actually no, no, adequate. She, no, she's right, she's right. Like, I, my parents, um, after I was born, they moved to America with me and my older sister. And, but at the time, only my dad could work. And obviously, to support all four of us, he was working three jobs at the time. 
Um, Moving like what's his name from Everybody Hates Growing. Really, <laughs> really breaking his back. It was very peak. Um, and in the end, just because my mum couldn't work in it, it would be like another few years before she could start working. Um, they, they came back to the UK and uh, definitely say that was a good choice. Used to resent it when I was younger. When I found out anyway, because I was like, oh, I could be American right now. But then when you did that, you could. And then I, then I started listening to the news and realized I made it to the age of 20. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm still breathing. I'm still living. What? You thought you weren't going to make it past 25? No, no I'm talking about in America. There's school shootings. In school shootings oh, in America. I thought that's what you were alluding to. No, no. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. But that's what I'm trying to say. Education is in the UK. Not Your parents about had that American dream even when they were having a good, a decent life in the UK. Hey. And it took going there, being scorned, you know, a little slap on the wrist, to then come back and, you know, then get jobs. I'm assuming in healthcare, probably nursing or something like that because uh, a lot of Nigerians yeah. get those types of jobs. But it's like... That's what a lot of Americans, I mean, a lot of Nigerians have in their mind. Even in Nollywood, they push that narrative of, oh, the son's come back from America. He has one faux American accent because he's been there for two months. And now he's giving everyone money and throwing it about. But it's like, the reality isn't that. And it's like, that's the narrative that gets pushed, not just in mainstream TV, but also in Nollywood too. And I think that's problematic. Because yeah, those are the people, the brainwashed people are just making what they believe is true. Yeah, but let's, let's, like let's face it, through that as well. the majority of people that live in Nigeria, they will have a better life in, in America should they go there. Bro. Don't, 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 talk, don't talk on the people that, like you said, might have already have house help in Nigeria. You're talking They're, about the poor people. I'm talking about, yeah, majority of people that do live there are poor. They're not living lavish. They're not living in gated estates. No. So if they went to America, I would say that they would struggle just at equal They would still struggle, but you can tell me they wouldn't have better opportunities there no, than in Nigeria. But a big thing for people is how they get treated as human beings. Oh. That's the same, that's the very reason And some people why. choose to suffer Wait, so on. they can, that's so they be educated and get out. Hold on, that's, that's the reason why Americans are trying to leave America. I can't lie, that's your privilege coming through. Check his privilege. The fact that you can't relate to a lot of these poor Nigerians, quote unquote, poor Nigerians, you think who are Nigeria? in positions where, it, like, fair enough, the economy in America is better, but you, st- it's still equally matched. You still have to pay for healthcare. You still have to pay for ed- a decent education. So it's like a lot of these things mm-hmm. are equal in both places. It's just that one place will treat you better than the other place. In Nigeria, you will not get racially profiled. Oh, yeah. You will not have to fear being shot for the color of your skin. You will not have to fear the level of or standard of um service you receive because you're black. So it's like, yes, it's probably better for a lot of them to live in Nigeria. You have this mentality of, oh, it's probably better in America because you're from the UK. So there's a part of you that can't ever relate to why a person would stay in Nigeria. Okay, what about the UK? Stay in that position. Well, for them, yeah, no, I would say if you are to give three options, I would say the UK. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough, I'm, 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 I'm underestimating if you're America and give, compare Nigeria and America, I would not, I would say stay in Nigeria. I would not offer America. I would say that you overlooked the treatment of the people in the treatment, The treatment of people like, in America, yeah. Because yeah. there's a reason why pe- black people in America leave Amer- are saying they want to leave America to come to Africa. Because mm-hmm. even though those are black people that grew up in the area, they speak the same, 
they don't look the same and that's what ruins it for them so, and there are africans that have told stories online about other american black people making fun of them for being from africa mm-hmm. so now you go to that country thinking that oh it's a better opportunity only to not only be met by racial oppression from white people but when you turn and look to your own people for help they're also giving it to you as well okay so for it is a nightmare okay so and i feel like the brit the british black people in britain are a lot more welcoming and understanding because of how recent we are like we're probably second generation first generation africans and caribbeans in this but country even if you were not to come to the uk for the people if you were to come for the opportunities you will have a better start than that, if you were going to true. america because the nhs will always be available to you obviously we're speaking reality not hypothetical the nhs will always be available to you there are these unskilled jobs where they're always looking for a care assistant. They're always looking for people to become nurses, things like that. And mm-hmm. um, the opportunity to give you housing. There's so many schemes in which you can access a house. Yes, it's going to be a government-funded house and you have to pay rent, etc. But just purely because we're in a welfare state, education is free. If you are... Um, we're not talking about university now, but secondary school and and I mean, primary school and secondary school, you will get a good education for free. So when you compare starting out in the UK in comparison to trying to start out in the USA, it is so much better for you to go to the UK over America. Yeah, I agree with you, I agree with you now. But my question for both of you is, and for all of us actually, uh, Raleigh, were you born here? Yeah. Taff? No. Okay, you were born in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you had the choice of returning to Zimbabwe, Taff, or Raleigh, or, or going to the America, or living in America, Raleigh, the same for you, returning to Nigeria, or living in America... And continue your life in, in the, the country. current stage. In I the current stage, in the current state you are now. Wait, for some context, um, how many times have you been to Nigeria and how long for in total? I've been two times. How many times? Yeah, two. For how long? The what? first time I was there for like a month. The second time I was there for like two months. Okay. I've never been there for a short while because <laughs> by the time you got a visa, well, I don't need a visa because I'm Nigerian passport, but by the time you sort out traveling all that, okay. it makes sense. And then for uh, my own context, um, I've lived, I grew up in Zim till the age of seven and I've made frequent trips ever since between England and Zim. Okay. okay. So, what's the question? So, would you, for, at the current state you are now, current stage you are in your life, you know, in uni, not making much money at all, if anything. Or would you rather uh, go to America or go back to your respective home country, be that Nigeria or Zimbabwe, sorry? When we... Uh, okay, so just straight off, I would say America. Okay. Just, um, keep it, just keep it short. And why not Zimbabwe? Mm, I feel like the conditions, the living conditions, are a lot better. However, I wanted to... I, I kept my answer short and just said America quickly because I wanted to ask... Um, at what point am I going there? Like now, how am I starting off when I go there? Am I living there? Am I in a house? What's my situation in these countries? So, am I in a house in America? And so, is it a house in America versus a house in Zimbabwe, or your life right now in America compared to your life in Zimbabwe? So, am I in education in America in a student home, or am I in education in Zimbabwe in a student home? Like, I'd say okay. I'd say education in either in an American home or education in a. Zimbabwe. Oh, then I'd still stick with America then. Okay. Yeah. And then with Akin, um, same conditions you are in now in England, but would you rather have the setting be America or Nigeria? I feel like it's a loaded question. Because if I was to consider opportunities in terms of like what I'm doing, etc., 
it would be America. If yeah. I was to say quality of life in comparison to what's going on right now, it would be Nigeria, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it depends. I think I'll take that risk with America. Because um. obviously, with the state, with what I'm in now, because I'm in uni and because I'm doing a degree that's like, it can be transferred into different things and whatnot. And it's probably going to be going into banking and stuff like that. And, you know, because I'm educated internationally, my degree would be applicable in America, then America would probably be a better option. But in terms of um, being comfortable because of what I would do, so then it would mean that I would just have more money due to conversions and stuff like that than Nigeria. But considering job prospects, opportunities, stuff like that, I would have to go with America. Okay. And um, I, I'd go for America as well. But the only thing that would... One of the big things that would turn me off of Nigeria is how Nigerian people, some Nigerian people, um, view Nigerians such as myself. Yeah, Who too. aren't very Nigerian at all. I'm... Uh, I, don't, I, I can't speak the language. I can't speak Yoruba. Mm-hmm. One can't understand it, never taught, and I certainly I don't have an accent or anything that would allow me to fit in, even if I was speaking English. Yeah, you would still experience prejudice. Yeah, obviously not on the level of America. Yeah, like, but is racism versus prejudice? Which one would you rather? Yeah, but you also have racial issues in the UK, but you still stay here. I think for me, considering I'd have to, both would be equal in the sense that I'd have to pay for education for both. I would have to pay for healthcare for both. So it does not make more sense to advance myself career-wise, etc. Because I'm more likely to find someone similar to me in America than in Nigeria, purely because our lifestyles are just different. Like, I'm not used to having a house help. I'm not used to having a cleaner. I'm not used to having a driver. Mm. I'm used to having to walk places or ask my parents for a lift or get the bus or wherever it may be. I'm used to cooking for myself, cleaning for myself, these types of things. So even if I was to be on, like in the same calibre, quotations about calibre, as someone who, you know, grew up like quote-unquote rich, we would still not have a similar mindset because I wouldn't come from a, a place of privilege versus if I was to go to America, if I was to meet someone similar to me, we would probably be super similar in the sense that we'd both had a similar education, we both had to still work for ourselves, work hard, but we still we still have certain opportunities handed to us. So it's like there's more similarities in the stage I'm in right now as someone in America than someone in Nigeria. And you ask us that question to say what man? I mean I was just interested because obviously when I was like uh I'd rather live in America than Nigeria. Regardless of I mean, despite the the, the the racial discrimination that people do face in America and then obviously my dad came challenged my uh my ignorance she stomped it out she stomped Call it out it is. <laughs> no, but if I was like three four years old you would I would go probably Nigeria. go Nigeria I understand that I understand different. that I understand that and I understand that you were talking about at a young age yeah which is why I wanted to know your answer in regards to where you are now because even now even changed. when you have conversations with certain international students not even to be discriminatory or whatever, but you realise how vastly different you are. Like, the ones that have come from Nigeria who've had the house helps, who've had the cooks, who've had all these different things, 
a lot of them tend not all of them this isn't a blanket statement but a lot of the ones i've encountered in my uni they eat out a lot or they're unable to cook for themselves or all these different things that i just can't relate with or there's a certain cliqueiness to them because it's like we all have a similar lifestyle so even if i was to go to nigeria i wouldn't be able to merge into that world because I have an accent that is hard, difficult to understand, or whatever that sounds evil, or I don't have the similar upbringing as them. And my parents didn't raise me as traditional Nigerian, like the same things that I didn't do. Do you prostrate? No. You don't? You don't my have to prostrate? Didn't raise me to do that. Oh, wow, that's shocking. Me, I still do it. Like, if, the, if I know the person, like, typical Nigerian, I was still, like, you know, prostrate, but my parents didn't raise me to. <clears throat> wake up in the morning and prostrate for them it was more good oh. morning mom good morning papa how are you oh, okay. speak to them in that way so it's like they didn't raise us in a stereotypical household so going to nigeria we'd probably even like Culture me and my shock. siblings would probably struggle as well maybe not as much for me because i've been exposed more than my brother and sister but i know they will like struggle a lot more so that's why it just made more sense to go to america to be fair okay this is new for me but i've when you said, oh, you prostrate to other people, not to your parents. I've never had prostrate to my parents. I didn't know that was a thing. So, Every time yeah, I, didn't, I honestly didn't know that was a thing. I thought it was just something you would do to uh, relatives or any uncles, aunties that would come around to your house. Yeah, I thought it was done. I've done it. I've done, I do it to them. Said to me, my dad said to me, like, if I wanted, I could have raised you to prostrate every, every morning. But instead, it's just good morning. Like, we have to... Obviously, we have to say good morning. No, because some people don't say good morning to their parents. But obviously, every time I see them in the morning, I say good morning. Every time I see them in the night, good night. So, there's certain things we haven't raised with that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, my parents are from two different tribes. Mm -hmm. So, two different tribes have different, like, cultures and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, that could also influence things, too. Yeah. Or not just that. Like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, but... When you've gone to a Nigerian church and the Nigerian aunties find out that you can't speak Yoruba, so then they start to cuss you out in Yoruba because you can't understand. There's no way I could go to Nigeria and then go you're through that work, all the time. You're at school, yeah. you're in the store. Fam, you're finished. Yeah. You're finished. Like, yeah, man. And that's constant paranoia. If you if we were to explore that, like you're just constantly paranoid at everyone. The taxi driver, you're on the bus. And yeah, it's crazy. Personally, if I was going to move back to Nigeria a long time, I'd want to learn the language. No, but it's different mm-hmm. for me because, like I said, my mom and dad are from two different tribes. Oh, so it's like my dad didn't teach me Yoruba because my grandparents told my gra- grandparents from my mom's side told them, him not to teach us it because it wouldn't be fair on my mother. And then my mom didn't teach us her because she's from two different tribes too, Olivia and Effie. She didn't teach us that either. So, well, those two either. So. It was just kind of yeah. like, yeah. I always thought when it came to languages, you learn um, your mother's tongue, innit? But that's no, not Nigeria. It's oh. where your dad's from. Oh. You're from where your dad's from. Yeah. My parents from So for me, I grew up in, uh, I'm both Shona and Debele, two different tribes. Uh, mom's Debele, dad's Shona. But I grew up in Bulawayo, which is predominantly Debele. So I just speak Debele. But like you said, you take after your dad. So technically I'm Shona. Oh. But I speak in Debele, which is like mother tongue. So the the whole phrase, the whole thing with mother tongue is that children that are raised by their mothers will always speak their mother's tongue because that's who's with them constantly and who's speaking and interacting with them. Some so more I'm traditional people will be like to me, did your mom not learn Yoruba because your dad's Yoruba? 
I'm like, I, my dad was, I was just like to him, my dad don't really like that. Like, my dad's not the type of person to be like to my mom, you have to learn your rap because I'm your rap, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, I think I was just lucky in the sense that my parents raised us how they wanted. Like, it was mainly Christian and not cultural, yeah. which I think is obviously better. But again, a lot of people just won't understand that in Nigeria because a lot of people in Nigeria mix their culture with their religion. Uh, culture and religion, quite a lot. no, that's, everywhere, that's common. Like culture and religion everywhere. is something that I, I'm not really a fan of, and don't think anyone else here is a fan of it too. Because so many things get done in the name of culture, and then so many things get called religion when it's really culture, and uh, it just, people just take advantage of that. But luckily for me, um, my parents taught each other their native languages. So oh, how romantic. They were, yeah, it was that like Romeo cute. and Juliet, like the Shona tribe. Okay, calm down. Killed. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm no, not no, even joking. No, like, history, um, the Shona tribe, um, like, fam, they were on crud. Like, they were killing Develi people. Like, there was a massive war between the two tribes. Shit calmed down. But oh, wow. there's still that animosity between tribes. Like, I, yeah. I find it weird when people our age carry that shit. Like, oh, you're Shona and Develi, your people did this, that, and the other. But I think we've moved past it. And between them, they taught each other that language. And even then, my mom still got stuff from a Shona people, and my dad would get stuff from um, Develi people. And out here, sometimes we'll be like, "Well, oh, you know how these Shona people are, you know how these Develi people are like. The older generation still carries that shit. But luckily, I just learned Develi, and I'm trying to learn Shona now. Um, yeah. To be fair, Igbo people like that, though. Igbo people are very much like prideful people mm. like this is our tribe we are the tribe essentially like they don't a lot of them don't even allow like their people to marry outside of their tribe yeah i personally don't Into understand the whole, the whole tribal thing anywhere in the world no i get it because it's like you want to keep the integrity of your tribe because mm. for instance like me i haven't learned your vibe because of because my parents are mm-hmm. different I haven't learned a video or ethic because my parents are different. And now I'm probably going to only speak English to my children. Okay. Versus my friend, for instance, Helen. She's Yoruba. Her parents are Yoruba. She speaks Yoruba. She'll probably end up speaking it to her children if she marries a Yoruba person anyway. Or the person she marries doesn't object. Then her child will carry it on and so on and so forth. So it'll still carry on. It won't become like something like Latin, which is a dead language. Dead language. But the difference is, is that your parents could have made the choice. Obviously, they chose not to. They could have made the choice to teach you um, all three languages if they wanted to. Uh, whether whether or not that would have been tough for you as a kid uh, is besides the point. But they could have they could have chosen to do that. My parents easily could have uh, taught me Yoruba, but they they were clear on the reason as to why they didn't teach me. Why? What was their reason? Their reason was that. They want you to assimilate in the UK? I don't even think it was just about assimilation. I think assimilation was part of the point, but it was mainly to do with uh, it's. it would be easier... Well, when speaking Yoruba, it's easier to speak Yoruba with an accent. But it mm-hmm. makes more sense with the accent. And they they weren't sure whether I'd be able to differentiate between speaking English in an English accent um, and then speaking Yoruba with a Yoruba accent. Um, because some people end up speaking English with the Yoruba accent and it's tough to understand. But that's how you get a lot of British people, like a, Br- a lot of British black people that don't have UK accents. They don't? They have. They, they have what them. I have. Tough for you, barely. I guess sometimes it comes Sometimes no, sometimes it comes out. Sometimes it comes out. Sometimes it comes out and it comes out heavy. I feel like I don't have a British accent. 
because of um, the whole thing of me learning the really You do. Early. You do, though. And you mostly do. When I listen back to it, it doesn't sound like it. You sound... Do I sound like a British person? Yes. Oh, you God. sound just like me, bro. No, he doesn't. Not, not most of the time he does. No, he does. Yes, he does. Look yeah. at what he say. Hi, my name is oh, Tav. Hi, my name is Sam. Well, like he speaks like that. And even when you speak like that, you don't sound like you're oh. from Zimbabwe. I don't know. When it's only sometimes certain words, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, certain pronunciations. Yeah, certain pronunciations. Yeah, yeah. That's when it, that's when yes. you can tell that you, yeah. like you English isn't your first language. Some people will be saying embarrassment instead of embarrassment. <laughs> embarrassment. Who says that? Embarrassment. There's a lot of Nigerians that say it like that. You want to embarrass so, me? <laughs> I remember one time. Oh my gosh, I was in year I was one. I was in year one after reading an assembly. Yeah. And I kept saying embarrassment, and they were like, well, like what's that? Wait, really? But obviously, I learnt off my parents. Yeah, well, I was yeah. Oh, that's a shame. And they were just, ever since then, even like surplus, the, like Nigerians say it's surplus. Like, there's a lot of things that Nigerians say wrong. That's and it's true. like, even even if you don't have a Nigerian accent, you still say it wrong because your parents have taught you to say it wrong. Yep. So it's just like, it's, making sure you yeah. don't get into that habit. Yeah, they pass it down to you. Like, I used to think containers. We're called scaftins. Excuse me. Scaftin, like they they call it scaftin, like so. <laughs> I I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they called it scaftin, <laughs> and because it wasn't Debele or Shona, I assumed it was English. Oh goodness! So, <laughs> so I'm thinking like this is what it's called in English, and I'll just be like, "All right, cool. Um, can I get the scaftin?" And people will be like, "What the hell is scaftin?" <laughs> but yeah, I never had that. Containers. I never had that problem ever because I feel like that's what my parents are aiming for anyway they didn't want me to ever walk into an English classroom and struggle or or flop mm. because of the way they speak at home yeah. so they they tried very hard to speak correct English at home and even when they made mistakes I never picked up on their mistakes and it never became part of my vocabulary like mm-hmm. the embarrassment thing I've heard that before in my home uh, I'm not going to bait out which parent because you know it was your dad man eh? just think but I don't, but I, don't <laughs> I was thinking that but I, was I don't that. you know they might be listening I don't want to mm. hurt their feelings I've heard mom listens to this mom does listen to this yeah, yeah so you don't want to tell her that she's been saying embarrassing wrong oh my lord um, so there's also I've heard oh wait there's this one that my dad says now that I remember now which one is it like we always make fun of him you know home bargains yeah he'd be like home bargains <laughs> 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 and then like he'll just he'll say like in the proper like Queen's English way oh. to make fun of us but when he's at home for him he like you know he talks normally mm-hmm. but when he's around white people and he says the same words he always he corrects himself like he says it properly like he has it in him my but, mom always says salmon Sa- salmon oh salmon and me and my dad would be like to salmon we'll just laugh for like five minutes <laughs> although fair enough one of the sal- salmon is, is a, it's a tricky one is, is it? it? Yes, it is. No, wait, wait, wait. No, no wait, wait. If you've never heard it before, it's a tricky <laughs> She's one. Heard it before. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But the, if you if you're just reading it, why is that not being pronounced? Oh, when she says BBQ, that always makes you laugh. BBQ. Instead of barbecue. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's always. Oh, jeez. Fair enough. Now, do you have yeah. any interest in learning Yoruba for the future? Uh, I used I used to be. I used to have that. Low key resentful. Of what? Not learning it? Yeah, my parents, because... My brother's like... How am I supposed to identify with... It was, it was just like, it made it tougher for me to integrate with other Nigerian people yeah. that actually did know the language. And there were quite a lot of people that did know the language. Um, oh, they would make more cultural references and jokes to them. Yeah, especially like, like when I'm hanging out with family. 
Um, especially because oh, yeah, yeah the, re- big the rest of my yeah my family is large yeah. as well. So the rest of my family, most of the most of my cousins do know Yoruba, mm. and I'm just here like, oh well, yeah, sorry, don't know any of this. So they'll they'll make their jokes, um, or references, and I don't understand anything. It's just like, okay, well then, if you're not doing English, I, I can't do anything. So at that point, I was like annoyed, but then I I do understand why my parents said it, and it did help me out. It did. But at what cost? That's yeah. the thing, it. Like, we're always paying for a price whether we know it or not, innit? Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Now that we, now that you said that, it's have your child not be limited by the way they speak at the cost of them not being able to relate and communicate with their roots on a deeper level. And language is a very deep thing. And I don't know which one I would pick. No, but I feel like a lot of people anyway will condemn you regardless. Like, for me, I know how to cook, I wear the clothes, I listen to the music, and I have to go to food, should I say. All these other things, but mm-hmm. just purely because I can't speak the language, I'm going to be discriminated against. That's, mm-hmm. that's your decision, but I'm still a Yoruba person. I mean, I'm still an Nigerian person. I still, like, assimilate to the culture. I just didn't speak the language. And why should I be penalised for something? my parents felt yeah, exactly. it was the right decision at the time. And I still think it is the right decision because I would have an accent that's not Scouse or UK yeah, and a lot of people would struggle to understand me. And especially if I'm not going back to Nigeria, why do I need to speak Yoruba? My grandparents can speak English. My aunties and uncles can speak English. My cousins can speak English. So it's not a thing where I have to speak Yoruba or have to speak Ibibio or have to speak Epic to a family member to get across to them it's just a thing of it would be nice to speak it and it would be nice to also speak french and spanish but i can't speak those too yeah. so i either go out my way to learn it or i accept that i can't speak it but i'm not going to continuously blame my parents for making a decision that in the long run has been beneficial to me because yeah. it's always a conversation starter for me like oh you're your scouts like are you from liverpool mm. versus um People just assuming that I would be like international sort of thing, so I don't really mind it. I because they've taught, they've made up for it in other ways by teaching me how to cook the food or like showing me the music or watching Nollywood. Like I used to watch Nollywood all the time. Them, you know, discs with four sides, this A, this B, this D, like yeah. and and like the weddings, the clothes, like all those things. So. I don't know. I think the language is just one small part. It is one part. Personally, I feel like I'm just getting. Would you guys teach your? Would you guys make efforts with your children, or is it done now? What to teach your to for them to learn Yoruba? Like for for example, for you, I would say um, it's been like with when you bring your child from Africa to England, you're watering down your culture. So right now, you don't know the language or like a few cultural things. I can't pass on anything at the moment. So I can pass on. You can pass on food. Food and stuff, but the language I'm oppressed. Because at the end of the day, people will still turn around to my parents and be like, you've raised good children. Mm. You've raised children that are... Okay, not so much my system, but right, but... You've raised children that are in touch yeah, we're, we're to gonna, an extent. Oh, in touch. She means in touch. She means in touch. She means in touch. To an extent. They're in touch to an extent with their culture. Like, we've mm. all decided to get into it at different points. Me, I got in more interested when I was younger than my brother and sister, but they have shown a level of interest. And it's like, when people are, are recognising your children and how they've been raised, that's what matters essentially to them. It's not, oh, they can't, but they can't speak Yoruba though. Because 
if you come to my house, I will offer you drinks. I will offer you Afri- Nigerian food. Mm. I will be. I would just serve you as I would if I was in Nigeria. Apart from the fact that I can't speak Yoruba, and most people don't even. There's so many different tribes in Nigeria that it's like, not everyone's gonna greet you in Yoruba. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone feels like they have to attack you in Yoruba, like just because you can't speak here. So. I don't know. I feel like I would pass down what I know to my children, but I wouldn't stress that they have to learn Yoruba. I just, I'm saying it from more from the culture dying with you, in a way. Like, it's still alive in Nigeria, obviously, but within your family, it's, like, dying. And, like, culture and tradition, it's, like... To me, I feel like, to some extent, it's important to me because that's how... That's, you know, that's why I identify with at the end of the day. Those are my people. This is how we speak. This is how we dress. This is what we eat. This is us. And, like, there's there's family. There's community here. We can all relate. We can all just be... Like, we've all seen other cultures, like um, the Asian community, uh, like Pakistanis, Bengalis. Like, we see how they interact with each other because their culture... Like, they're not shy about their culture. They wear their traditional dresses everywhere. Like, the we, British. Hmm? No, British culture. Yeah. Yeah, like fish and chips everywhere. That's not like, British. <laughs> it's fish and chips for British. <laughs> Isn't it like Polish or something? It's Polish. What are you I swear, about? British like fish and chips originated like from like a European country. Well, that's what I thought. I could be wrong, Rob. No. I thought fish and chips was English. I the fish and chippy. Fuck me, fam. What, actually... what does England have? Tea and biscuits. No, tea is imported from India. Yeah, but that's British, fam. No. No, we made it our own. We made no, it our no. own. <laughs> Sorry, it's ours. No, no. It's ours. No. It's ours. When you think of tea, who do you think I of? India or Britain? I from England. Hmm. What, fit, fish and chips? Yeah. Gang Thank God. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know what else to say Thank England, God. fam. <laughs> love, I love fish and chips. But yeah. Fat chips in the newspaper wrapping. Come on. Come on. Salt. Don't like the vinegar, but... Vinegar is good. No, it's been no, a while since I had a good. The brand. North of England. A good chippy, fam. Good chippy. And you don't eat fish and chips. Look at you when you put on the accent. You know what I'm saying? A decent cup of tea. Oh, wait. <laughs> While Greek. Greek. People opened Australia's first fish and chips. The dish. The dish's spiritual home is Britain. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> spiritual home. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Even though it's two stars hail from elsewhere in Europe. Although Jewish refugees from Spain and Portugal are credited with introducing. <laughs> so I don't even know if it does originate in England. If there's mystery behind if it. If it's part of the culture now, it's part of the culture. That's what it is. That's ca- be careful with that, though. Because yeah, when so fucking the goosey and right? all that stuff becomes part of British culture. Britain now owns it. Oh, apparently it was introduced by immigrants. So it's not so... But like like hundreds of years ago. If it's recent, fair enough. But if it was hundreds of years ago. No, this was like late 1800s. That's when it first appeared in the UK. Okay. But yeah, that makes sense. But it originates from Jewish. Before that, they couldn't even really do... Uh, but the immigrants are Jewish immigrants from Holland okay so it's not British okay wait to go back to what I was saying now do you to ask you guys this then do you not feel a way about the your culture possibly dying with you in your family personally I don't I feel like I'm more British or English than I am Nigerian like it's already dead with you practically other than my name what makes me Nigerian let's be honest 
Nothing. And the current masking, obviously, but I can pass over to Jamaican. I can run fast. This guy said I can run fast. We're gonna have to keep that up. Wait, wait, why? Don't cut that out. Keep it in. Well, I can run fast. How do you say ball? Yeah. Oh, is that a stereotype? Yes. Oh. Like, we don't do that here. Yes, you do. We mean something. I'm pretty sure you put on an accent just to say fish and chippy, but... Okay. First of all, that's I would say, though, you have to remember <laughs> that um, there's Google down. Mm-hmm. So it's not like back then when people would pass down ancient recipe books that have been carried through generations of their family, like... If you wanted to know more about your culture, you can just Google it. That is true. There's knowing about it and then there's experiencing it. That okay, but I could easily just type into YouTube Nigerian party jollof rice recipe, learn it, and... Oh, no, I'm not talking about food. I mean, like, the language, like, all all that stuff together. Like... But we've already said that's only one part of it. It's only a part of like, it. Like, it's a very a, big no, part. No, 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 but this is the thing. A white person, that's British could go and learn Yoruba tomorrow. Does that make them more Nigerian than me now? Please. I mean, the it just Nigerian means community they went to learn Yoruba. They could put on an Ashoke and go to a wedding. Doesn't make them more Yoruba than me. Just means that they went to a wedding, a traditional wedding. Can, can a non-Nigerian person ever be more Nigerian than a Nigerian? No, because Nigeria, being Nigerian is a nationality. Unless you buy a Nigerian passport, like that would make you Nigerian. So there's no, there's no way. It's like if you were an international student, would you turn around to a British person and be like, "I'm more British than you because I can cook fish and chips better than you"? No, because they'll turn around to you and show them, show you their passport. No, but it's along the same lines. Obviously, if they can speak English, they're not going to turn around and be like, "Oh, I can speak English. I'm English." Okay, but I'm just thinking of myself as a, as the most. One of probably the most whitewashed Nigerian some of you guys have probably ever met. You said it on me. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Being honest with myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, surely, if another, let's say a white English man knew a lot more, knew, could speak Yoruba, he knew more of the culture than I did, then is he, is he, he moved to Nigeria for a good 10, 15 years when he was 20 years old. He's 35 now mm. and he can speak it. He's been living in the culture. Is he more Nigerian than me? Personally, I would have to, I would say yes. Because I'm basically not in Nigerian at all. Yeah. Well, what what is the measure of Yeah, how Nigerian can you measure I mean yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd fail any quiz. I think a lot of us would. You can fail make it very quizzes. easy and I'd still fail it. We would. Name. Some pe- some people's only claim to their country is that the color of their skin. Like, no, it's like, their passport. Their passport, maybe, but I'm saying like there are people in most positions that aren't like real enough to admit like, bro, I'm whitewashed. I barely know my culture. The culture is practically dead with me. I don't know. I feel like it's a choice. If you choose to immerse yourself in your culture, that's your choice. If you choose not to, like there are people where they've been raised with tradition traditional Nigerian households. And then they've forsaken that path once they've left. They don't cook Nigerian food, they don't listen to the music, they don't wear the clothes, they don't even speak the language. Mm. So it's like, it's a choice at the end of the day. So if you've chosen to not associate associate yourself with Nigerian, you to Nigeria other than the colour of your passport and the colour of your skin, mm. that's your decision. Would you say you've done everything in your the to, to the best of your abilities to... To immerse myself. Yeah. 
Have you actively tried? After the, after you acknowledged how far gone you were from your upbringing, did you then try to... No, I probably just read another chapter in one piece. <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you trying to do here? Uh, I read manga in English. In some ways, I've tried to immerse myself, but then I don't think they are substantial ways to immerse myself. Been For example... Pardon? Sorry, I couldn't hear you over all that chewing. <laughs> uh, can you tell the listeners what's going on, Mo? Yeah, she's snacking on cupcakes. No, it's not cupcakes. What are they? It's a meringue. Oh, damn, I was going to say that. Have you had a meringue cake? It's been a while since I had that. No, I've never had that before. Lemon meringue. It'd be quite nice to try it for the first time on the podcast as well. What, Mo's first taste of meringue? Yeah. For the listeners, Riyaki, Mo has made a request. What is ASMR? Uh, yeah. Yeah, ASMR for the pod. <laughs> well, he joined ACS, to be fair. Oh my gosh, I thought that was a ghost. Oh, goodness gracious. You joined ACS, yeah, there's no ghost in Yeah, I did join ACS. Mm, that is true. Oh, thank you. Should what were your intentions one? when you joined ACS? Um, <laughs> to meet an Asian girl. <laughs> oh, he, <laughs> he thought ACS stood for something else. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness gracious. Um, no. It was to get more in touch with people that are African in general, just African in general, because I don't think I've hung out with African people that much. That's a shame like, to all of you lost that live in this house. No, no, other than out. these guys. They're African. And no, Toby's Terrell's, Irish. you know, African. Uh, Toby. Toby's African. He's Nigerian. He's Irish. Toby's Irish, bro. Oh, let's not, <laughs> let's not even let's, bring let's with Tom. Be... <laughs> Tom's Irish as well. <laughs> Tom, Tom's Irish slash... <laughs> Such English, yeah. dual nationality. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He's not even British. He's English at this point. This is weird. The meringue. It's just sugar and egg whites. Egg whites. Yeah, whisked. Well, you know what you said. No, but I, I hope this was cheap. That's only gonna pay top dollar for this. Bro, it says finest on it. That was the least. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I thought it was gonna be soft. No, what I do, oh. I put cream on it. That's why I whip double cream. Mm. Put it on, a couple of berries on there. It's all right though. Um, but yeah, um, for example, I never used to listen, other than what my parents used to play, like in the car or at, at home, I never used to listen to any uh, music from Nigeria. Did they play Fala? Uh, a bit. Um, every now and then, and so I thought that was a big thing. Music for me was a big thing because, even like Nigerian artists got bigger in the UK, and I still had no had no idea who they were. That's whiskey, fair. yeah, like whiskey. Them, like, even saying Caribbean's popped a whiskey. Yeah, it's yeah, true. I hear. Caribbean people, whether they like to admit it or not, do appreciate Afrobeats and likewise, more than more than appreciate. We appreciate their stuff too. They idolize all that stuff is just forced on the timeline and in reality. No, Sometimes the in the household, I feel like Africans are more open with their appreciation for Caribbean culture. Like we'll happily attend Carney. We'll happily, you know, eat their food. No, I feel listen like, to their music. But I'm, I feel like Caribbean people are like. There's shame to it a bit. They'll listen to Whiskey behind closed doors, bop no. into all this music. But no. when they go on a night out and hear it in the club, they know all the lyrics. But yeah, yeah. It's because they don't Wait, listen. I'll say that Africans are a bit disrespectful with the Kanye thing because like Africans will come out with the Ghanaian oh, flag. I don't swear, to be fair. Oh yeah, so but you'll see like Kanye will be active. You'll see all the Caribbean 
Flags out, and then that one nigga with the Nigerian one just yeah, waving fair, that banner. I feel banner. like a lot of Africans do ruin carnival. They ruin it. Yeah, because they don't know carnival. Oh, they don't know the culture. Um, what's called protocol. True. Fair enough. And as for like Caribbeans, not you know dancing to Afro beats in clubs. Like there've been times where I turn to my friend and I look at him and he just stands still. When but on the yes, corner of my eye, I, I see him. Cool. Well, he knows all the lyrics, so all the songs. Hey. He has it in his playlist. It was one of his most listened to you know, you know, I, artists in Spotify. Yeah, personally, I don't want to bait anybody out. On of course, you never want to bait anybody out. No, no, I never no. want to bait anybody no, out. No, no. I've, personally, I've personally seen a Jamaican, <laughs> or someone that claims he's Jamaican anyway. A quarter Bajan. No, mm-hmm. quarter Bajan. He's hit the Shaku Shaku with perfection. Damn. Perfection. Almost as if he's practiced. Almost Damn as if he's practiced. class. <laughs> <laughs> And some say he does indulge in Nigerian women. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to speak mm. on that, but that's his own. Mm. Me personally. Well, obviously, we're not talking about individuals. Yeah, we're not here for individuals. What we're here for is to talk about our people as a whole. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um... Nigeria's <laughs> 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 on its way. Let's give another 50, 60, 70. Is that the, is that the takeaway from this episode? Nigeria's on its way. I feel like Africa I mean, that's what we're like, we'll have you believing. No, if we, need to, we, need to way. we need to have hope. We can't give up on Africa. They are on the way. Okay, and my 14 year old little brother is on his way to a degree in university. Okay. He is? He is. Yeah, but I'll give you something. I'll give you a date about. You just under ten years. Just under ten years. If he's, if he, if he doesn't reset, he's the wrong course. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. If he doesn't reset, <laughs> I can give you a varied uh, time range. Just under ten years. If he doesn't reset, once he does medicine, push it to twelve years. Maybe if he does uh, a demanding degree like medicine, yeah, mm. cool. And Nigeria, you can't 100. fifty to one hundred. It's, it's more than that. <laughs> it's more than fifty to one hundred, bruh. If in a hundred years Nigeria is doing substantially better than it is doing now. I'll be dead anyway, but hey, it's like I'll be dead, but I'll wake up, I'll wake up again just to, <laughs> clap, just to clap for Nigeria, but I won't have to. You'll rise from the dead to clap for it. Honestly, I'd love to be buried in Nigeria and it to actually be successful. Imagine that. <laughs> no way. They'll sooner rob my grave. Sell off my belongings. I'm not about it. Let's We're all finished. take into account this guy is so bad. He is. Maybe he's high on the sugar, but we don't know. Nah, nah. I really wanted to close it off on a message of hope. Oh, and you just, and you just <laughs> oh, I apologize. Chats all over that. I thought you said you were talking about Kanye and all that today. I'll give you, I'll give you some hope, Rwanda. Anyway, Rwanda. nothing to say, but Rwanda's got some hope, bro. But um, this has been Slider's podcast. I've been your host, Tafaro, joined by the lovable Mo and the lucky here to stomp out ignorance. Gang, gang, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. And Bye. as we close this chapter, we will put in.